God has promised to Israel the land of Canaan, but the spies say that there's no way they can take the land. So who is Israel going to believe? Well, in verse 1, we read that all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to him, Would that we have died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? Why is God bringing us out here to die, they ask. And that's not the first time we've heard this complaint from Israel. All the way back in Exodus chapter 14, when they're at the Red Sea with Pharaoh close behind them, they say to Moses, why did God bring us out here to die? In Exodus chapter 16, when they have no food, they ask again, why did God bring us out here to starve? In Exodus chapter 17, when they have no water, they ask yet again, why did God bring us out here to die of thirst? And it wouldn't be the last time either. Again, in Numbers chapter 20 and 21, when they have no water or no food, they will always complain, why did God bring us out here to die? Israel has this bad habit of focusing only on the immediate problem and never on the ways God has always saved them. When they were at the Red Sea, he parted the waters. When they had no food, he gave them manna. When they had no water, he made the bitter water sweet and gave it to them from a rock. And so, here in Numbers chapter 14, they're making that same crucial mistake. Always focusing on the immediate problem and never on their past history with God. And in verse 4, they make a crucial mistake. They say to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Israel has decided to give up on God and would rather live in slavery than in faith. We might want to give the Israelites a little bit of slack. Because fear is a powerful motivator. Who wouldn't be a little nervous in the same situation? But look at what Israel's fear is called. In verse 9, Caleb says that their fear is rebellion. And in verse 11, God asks, How long will this people despise me? Unchecked fear can turn into something very deadly. Among those who don't enter the kingdom of God in Revelation 21 verse 8, first on the list are the cowardly. To choose fear over God is to ignore all the good things that he's done. It's to ignore his power and his faithfulness. It's to believe that all those scary things in the world really are stronger than our God. And so God is, understandably, not happy. He saved these people countless times, and here they are, wanting to completely undo everything. For the second time, God says he's going to destroy Israel and start the whole project over again with Moses. Until, again, Moses intercedes. Moses' intercession relies on God's character here. God had told Moses that Israel would know God by his deeds, namely through the Exodus. And now Moses says to God in verses 15 through 16, that if you kill this people as one man, then the nations who have heard your fame will say it is because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land that he swore to give to them that he has killed them in the wilderness. And second, Moses pleads to God in verse 18, reminding God that his name is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression. Moses is essentially telling God not to kill Israel because he's a God of salvation and of mercy. And sure enough, God listens and relents. In verse 20, the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. But that doesn't mean that the lying spies are going to get off scot-free. In fact, none of the Israelites are. God decides that since none of the Israelites believed him, despite all of his signs, despite all of his wonders, none of them will enter the promised land. 
Only Caleb, Joshua, and any Israelite under the age of 20 will enter the promised land. The rest will die as they wander around the wilderness for the next 40 years. Israel is distressed on hearing this, and they decide that they're going to go up into the land this time for real. But it's too little, too late. Moses warns the people not to go up because God won't be with them. But up they go and try to fight against the natives without Moses and without God and get themselves absolutely whipped. We follow a God of mercy and salvation, but there will come a time when no matter what we say, it's going to be too little, too late. How many will stand before God on the last day pleading for mercy, but find out that it's too little and too late? The best time to obey God is now. Never let fear reign in your lives. Never let fear be the one that conquers God in your faith.